Direct from both Eternia and Etheria, from deep within the confines of Castle Grayskull, it's time to join in the battle for the power of goodness with Chris Vint and the Masters of the Universe Chronicles. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Master Universe Chronicles. Now, in September time, there was the um, the PowerCon and ThunderCon convention. You know, all the fans of He-Man, Master Universe, and Thundercats were there. Very much the same kind of situation here, as you will understand in a minute. I have two um, great guests. Um, I was fortunate and um, honoured to appear on their podcast, and now they're appearing on mine. So, uh, guest number one, if you would like to introduce yourself, and once you finish, then guest number two if you go in and introduce yourself so guest number one over to you hey chris um my name is manny and i'm the founder of thundercatsnow.com i also do a podcast with brandon and celesta um called the thundercats now podcast and i am brandon the person that manny mentioned i'm the uh, a co-content uh creator i guess you would say for thundercats now uh very honored to work with manny on that and uh it's an honor to be here today to discuss uh masters of the universe okay super uh thank you both for taking the time out of your schedules uh, and maybe um not doing the thundercats podcast today to appear on the show obviously if you want to if you want to head back and listen in um to the show that we did on there um the link will be in the feed um Obviously, then we were talking about Master Universe stuff and Thundercats. So today is going to be the Thundercats people talking about Master Universe. So, uh, first question for Manny, and then obviously Brandon, if you would like to answer after. Manny, what was your favorite line um, from the Master Universe? Would it be the Vintage line, the New Adventures line, 2002, the Stactions, or the current crop of Classics line? What would be the, the best one in your opinion? Hmm. I mean, that's a tough question, but, you know, vintage will always have, you know, an important place in my heart because it was part of my childhood and um, I grew up with the cartoon and, and, you know, the toys were awesome, of course. Um, But I never really got into new adventures. Uh, I did have uh, the He-Man and the Skeletor from that line, that toy line, but I never went any further than that <laughs> uh, but I when I heard about the property returning in 2002 that's probably when I got the most excited uh, I, I had a chance to see the unveiling of the toy line at um, the 2001 Comic Con and I was able you know I saw all the amazing two up prototypes and I was able to meet uh, the four horsemen and you know it was just I think it was probably the most um, exciting but also uh, overwhelming aspect because this was probably the, f- the first time uh, this was probably the, the, the start of the, the whole nostalgia the 80s coming back you know mm-hmm. and you know seeing He-Man um, back in toy form and seeing him you know it, just, it was just like mind blowing to me so um, my favorite line would probably be the 2002 figures um but i i also 
continued um, collecting after that line ended. Uh, I also got the Staxions. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really get the whole set like I, I did with 2002 because it was uh, getting a little too expensive towards the latter part of the that line because you know it was really hard to get Mosquito and um and uh, Jitsu I think uh, so. Uh, but you know the classics is also. Uh, a great line as well and I have I think I have all of the figures as 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 uh, as far as I know <laughs> but you know my favorite line would probably be the 2002 figures just because of how important it was you know the whole 80s returning and everything so okay uh, Brandon what about you um I think my favorite one would be the uh, the vintage line uh, as Manny mentioned, you know, it was an important part of his childhood. Uh, I would say it's probably close to a tie between Masters of the Universe and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the line that I had the second most uh, amount of, of uh, figures from, Thundercats being the first. But uh, I had quite a few uh, Masters of the Universe figures. I can't really name them all out, but I know I had Moss Man. Uh, I had um, Snout Spout. I had Mosquitoor. Uh, and the thing that really jumps out at me uh, about that line, it's something that I've kind of come to appreciate more as an as a as an adult looking back on it. It's just the variety of the figures. I mean, the, yeah, there were some figures that I, I think possibly uh, may have shared the same actions, uh, uh, the the same the same action. I, I don't really know uh, about some of the earlier Masters of the Universe figures because I didn't have I did like I don't have the the original He Man and the original Skeletor, but. Just, I mean, uh, the three that I named, uh, Mosquitoor having the the clear uh, little window in his chest, and he had the pump in the back that you could that you could pump, and it would fill up with this uh, this blood-looking uh, stuff, like he's supposed to be the mosquito that sucks the blood out. And then you have Moss Man with this uh, moss kind of flocking to him in a, in a, a pine scent. And then you have Snout Spout, who uh, you know can you can fill up this pack up with water and shoot. The, the water out, uh, you know. Not only did you not have that, uh, I mean, you you had variety in the figures there that you didn't really have in a lot of the other lines. I mean, the you know, I would say Transformers. Yeah, the Transformers transformed, but they still kind of you know there was a lot of jets and a lot of trucks and stuff like that, and even Thundercats. You know, their action, uh, the Battlematic action was more or less the same on, on the figures. So, I really appreciate the variety that the Vintage line had. I didn't collect uh, new adventures. I do have one piece from that line, though. It, it's a it's a funny story, and I'll make it short. Uh, <laughs> Manny, if you remember the um, the uh, the uh, the sort of omens that you got the the uh, prop well, not the prop replica prop replica the the role play toy I guess is what you would call it today, the one that lights up. I for some reason saw the uh, sword for the new adventures line um, on commercial whenever I was a kid and I just added it to a Christmas list. I, I just said He-Man on it and so I didn't know at the time that it was like the new adventures of He-Man. I got the sword and it, I mean, it, I, I thought the sword looked kind of odd, like it didn't look like the sword from the He-Man show that I grew up with and I didn't know anything about new adventures then. But uh, I, I did get that sword I think for Christmas or my birthday or something and, and it lights up and it has like seven or eight different sound effects. And so that sword and the sword of omens used to uh, have duels uh, at, my, <laughs> at my house, but uh, I, that's the one piece of New Adventures, uh, uh, the toy line that I do have. Uh, the final, the final thing that I'll say about the uh, the lines in general, I do collect the classics along with Manny. 
I think where I really missed out uh, looking back and I wish that I had paid more attention to it was the 2002 line. Uh, and I, I mentioned, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast, uh, the, the Thundercats podcast that you were on, but uh, I didn't really pay much attention to the line whenever it came back out. I mean, I knew it was out, but I didn't really have the 80s nostalgia bug that I you know do now. Uh, and I really wish that I had because I didn't really get a good like you know look at the figures up close and personal until PowerCon ThunderCon this past year. And looking at how great those figures were, it's like, man, alive! I wish that I had collected those because <laughs> there's some really great figures in that in that line, and they look really great. I, I love the the stylized uh, look to the figures, uh, the figures more so than the show. But uh, you know, I thought uh, that looks like probably a really like a great line. That and the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot line are, are, are ones that I'm seriously looking at trying to uh, start collecting on soon because I think they're both. You know, pretty affordable, especially cons- compared to the uh, to the vintage line for for those. Just like you know, Thundercats, it's eight nine hundred dollars a figure, probably or more for for some. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, to to sum it up, probably the vintage line would be the one that I would say is my favorite. It 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 holds the most memories in my heart, and uh, I just love the variety of the figures. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so now we're going to go. We're going to do two things. We're going to list our fir- first our favourite figures from each line. So your vintage, uh, new adventures, two thousand and two stacks and classic line. Now, if there's something that you didn't collect, you know, like maybe new adventures for both of you. Um, if you didn't collect that, you could just pass on that. Um, you could only pick one figure. You can't have. I like this figure and this figure. So Manny, um, what would your favourite figures be from each of those uh, separate lines? I know it can be tough, but. Uh, you only get to choose one. Yeah, that is a tough question. Um, for vintage, I'd probably choose. I, I think I, I mentioned this uh, before uh, when we recorded. Uh, it was Thunder Punchy Man, just because of the whole action figure thing or the uh, action feature, um, the whole caps, and then having it pop. <laughs> yeah, I, I told the story um, when we recorded. Uh, it was. We would go to the ice. I would go to the ice cream truck with my brother, and um, I would buy the cap gun. But I would just toss aside the cap gun and just use the cap so that I could uh, put in my He-Man, my Thunder Punch He-Man, <laughs> and just use it for that. And so that probably was my favorite figure from that uh, from the vintage line. Um, like I said before, I didn't really collect new adventures, but I did really like um, He-Man. You might you might notice that I have a uh, all my favorites are probably uh, good guys. Um, I know a lot of I, I know a lot of fans say that uh, the villains or the bad guys are you know the cooler ones, but I'm I'm more of the hero person. So um, for new adventures, I really did like. I mean, as much as it's it's straight away from the vintage um, style design, uh, I, I did like He Man. I mean, the the power sword was um, really cool. And I did like the the helmet aspect and him having pants. <laughs> so <laughs> it it was it was different, but you know I still I still for some strange reason it was probably because it was He Man. So you know it was just uh, knowing that he was He Man kind of made me um, still like him. Um, for the two thousand two line, that's going to be a hard one because I really like a lot of figures from that line. Uh, I think if if I were to to look at it as comparing it from 
from the vintage line and which one had the the most improvement, it'd probably be Skeletor because uh, he just looks much more of a badass. He, you know, um, his, they didn't give him a loincloth. It was more of like a, uh, I don't know, uh, it, it reminded me more of a Roman type thing. But yeah. it, And his face was just... Uh, the the whole uh, he just looks so evil it was awesome and I think um I, I was probably going to be another question um but his sword his sword was probably my my favorite accessory um, because of the whole uh, the whole storyline that the four horsemen created for it so it was just you know that part was really cool so um so yeah that would be my favorite figure from two thousand two um okay. the staction. Could I ask? Or could I do that one too? Or? Oh yeah, you could do staction and any classic line. That's fine. Okay. Um, the staction, it'd probably be Hordak. He just looks freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for the classics, oh man. <laughs> um, does Battlecat count as a yeah. figure? Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. You can choose Battle Cat. That's fine. Yeah. Battle Cat's probably my favorite. It's just, I think it's probably because it was the first uh, beast. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he just looks really cool. So. Okay. Brandon, what about yourself? Um, all right. So, you said we can't have two favorites. Two favorites. So, I'm, I'm going to ask you first. Is it my favorite figure that I had or my or my favorite figure, like, looking back, that if I did have it, it would have been my favorite? You could choose either or. Okay. Uh, I guess, I guess I'll go with the favorite figure that I had. That makes the most sense. Uh, I think it would be too bad, just because I thought it was cool that he had like you know two separate heads, and uh, I mean he didn't have the greatest action feature in the world, but uh, I mean I just he looked like a like a pretty menacing uh, uh, a figure, and I guess I'm kind of the opposite of Manny. I was kind of more of a, a bad guys. Uh, at least from a toys perspective, I, I did think the bad guys look cooler. So I, I will say, uh, too bad would probably be my favorite um, from the the classics line. Uh, I didn't collect New Adventures. I didn't collect 2002 uh, f- from the sorry from the uh, from the vintage line. Sorry, that's why I meant to say too bad from the vintage line. Okay, from your 2002 though, you didn't collect them. But if you say you're going to maybe start collecting, so in that case, what would be the first figure that you've seen? that you would probably have to own then for that from that uh i gotta go i guess i gotta start with uh skeletor uh that's probably who i would start my uh, collection off with just uh i thought the redesign for skeletor was great uh he's the quintessential you know bad person bad guy the the evil lord of uh uh at least from the the uh, from the first uh cup i think the first uh season that i gather um, so it definitely would be Skeletor. Okay. Uh, and then uh, fav- favorite for classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it this one's tough too. I was kind of going back and forth between a couple of them, but <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with Moss Man just because he kind of. I-, I love how they recreated not only the flocking but the scent for Moss Man, and that was that was a figure that I played with quite a lot from uh, the the vintage toys that I had, and so that one kind of the the classics. I felt like both the flocking and the scent kind of re- were faithfully recreated back, uh, you know, to, to sort of harken back to that uh, 
to that toy more so than a lot of the ones that we've gotten in the series because they've forgone a lot of the action features for uh, for most of the toys. So uh, just to see the the that that little extra nod got in really kind of pushes that one over the top for me. Okay. Um, okay. Did you actually see the? Um, I think it was at San Diego that there was the Mossman deodorant. I did. I was not at Comic Con, but I do know of the deodorant's existence, and I, I would like to uh, to get one one day. I just don't want to pay seven dollars for one off of eBay. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're going to ki- kick off with you because we're having a bit of issue here with Manny. So uh, we've went from your favorite li- uh, favorite from each line, Brandon. So what would be your least favorite from each line? Uh this one. This one's actually easier than my favorite. My least favorite. Uh, and there's a story behind it, and I'll, I'll make it brief. For the no, vintage okay. line is King Hiss. The reason why I, I have I have a really I won't say I don't even say a love hate relationship. I have a hate hate relationship with King Hiss. <laughs> As a kid, I saw this commercial for for King Hiss on TV, and it was one where you know he's the human, but then you can press the little button or whatever, and the human parts come away, and there's a snake figure that's underneath. And the snake figure underneath on the on the commercial, there was like this scream that was a part of it. So as a kid, I thought, oh, that's great. I'm going to push the little thing apart, and whenever the human part comes off, the it's going to make a screaming sound whenever the snake comes out. So it's, that's going to be awesome. I thought that was the action feature for the toy. Well, my grandma was watching the commercial, or I think she took uh, – yeah, she, she saw the commercial, and then so she was going to take me to the store to get it. But she understood kind of more so than I did, I think, at that time, kind of how advertising for some of these things go where uh, the you don't always get exactly what it looks like in a commercial. So she was kind of trying to say, you know, look, Brandon, I don't know that this is actually going to do what you think it's going to do in the commercial. So, you know, do you still want this? I'm like, yeah, no, it's going to do it. It's going to do it. Fine. You know, I, I, I want to go and get it. So she's like, all right, well, just don't be disappointed if it doesn't. And so I was, I was so convinced. We we went to this place and I found it. And so we got it back, or we we took it took it to the checkout. She got it for me where we were in the car, and um, I opened it up. And so I was like at this sort of apex moment. It's like, all right, this is this. I prove her wrong. This is going to do what it did in the commercial. It's going to be great. I'm going to be so excited. I pushed the little thing for the for the uh, the human part to come off and the snakes to come out to reveal the snakes, and there was no screen. <laughs> and like, I thought, okay, there's got to be some other button. I, mean, I was looking around. It's got to be actually. The funny part is, my grandma, whenever she saw me do that, she screamed out at me to to like try to make to try to make it seem like it did that. But I mean, I knew that she did it. You know, I she 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 kind of taught me a lesson that day. That's kind of when I learned that, okay, you know, you see stuff on commercials, it's not, you know, exactly what you might get for for a toy. Uh, yeah. They kind of, like, build the commercials up to sell the toys, maybe a little more so than what they are. So, uh, I was I was thoroughly disappointed with the figure. I don't even know if I played with it that much, to be honest with you. I don't recall playing with it, you know, as, as much as the rest of my figures. I think I was, like, so heartbroken that, that didn't do the scream thing in the commercial that uh, I, you know, so I, it, that one's an easy pick as far as least favorites go. King Hiss <laughs> in the uh, in in the vintage line, and there'll probably always be a, a void, a void left uh, where that didn't uh, really live up to my expectations. Such a sad <clears throat> story. Um, as far as my least favorite figure in the classics line, 
I think I'm going to have to go with uh, King Randor. Uh, again, I, I didn't really... Uh, he's one of the figures I didn't have from the Vintage line. I understand that he, you know, is more or less uh, faithfully, I guess, rep- uh, recreated from the from the Vintage toy or, or from the uh, uh, from the Filmation show, but uh, I don't know. He, he just looks so boring uh, as, a, as, a, as a character. He's got a sword. He looks, he's, he looks like the Burger King... King. I was just about to ask you that, and then exactly. you exactly. Yeah, he, he absolutely does look like the Burger King King, I and mean, he really does. And uh, that uh, that sale, uh, I think that month was like King Randor and Goddess came out at the same time. I want to say it was like December of two thousand nine. It's like great. What <laughs> what a great time, you know, for the the Christmas holiday or whatever holiday that you know people celebrate. Like you really, you're going to give us King Randor and a repaint of Tila. These are, uh, I don't know, they just they both look really boring. So it was kind of a toss up between both of them. But I'm going to have to say with King Randor, just the figure didn't do it for me. Even though he's faithful, uh, he's just a boring looking Burger King king <laughs> of a figure. Uh, he, I would much rather like spend my time like with many faces or you know Moss Man or even Man at Arms that are much cooler looking hero figures than him. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Manny, what would your least figure, least least bleh, least favorite figures be from the lines you picked your favorite ones from? Um, I don't know if I have a least favorite from the vintage line. I think every, all of them are pretty cool. I, um, the latter part of the line, I I kind of uh stopped paying attention to because I was getting a little older. I think I was getting into uh, um, Thundercats and um. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, um, probably the Meteorbs. <laughs> I, I really didn't really, <laughs> I didn't care about those. Um, or, sorry, Manny seems to have turned into a burble right about now. <laughs> That's pretty good. A burble. <laughs> Manny, are you there? Burble. Herbal Gerbil, Burbly Derbil? Derbil Herbal. Yeah, I don't hear him either. <laughs> no, he's uh, gone again. Okay, so uh, while Manny's in Burble Purgatory, uh, Brandon, um, obviously you were saying there about your gran, you know, like you and her going and picking out um, the figures and stuff. Um, is there many instances where you remember going to pick out not just necessarily um, Thundercats toys, but Master Universe? You know, is there many fond memories that you have from playing with the vintage toys? Um, yeah, I mean, I I can't. Uh, there, there's a few that I can recall. Uh, I can, I can recall that that day going to get the uh, <clears throat> the King His toy. Uh, I can recall going to get my first Thundercats figure, which was Jackalman. And I can recall getting my first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, which was uh, Raphael. Uh, beyond that, though, I mean, I got so many as as gifts, you know, at Christmas and uh, for birthdays. I don't, I can't really remember any other specific figures uh, or sp- specific battles that got uh, recreated, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, they, they, they all, like, I would say the, the Turtles, Thundercats, and Masters of the Universe all got, like, a lot of, a lot of playtime in, in my be- uh, bedroom. They had a lot of adventures, uh, as kids, uh, I want to say that even though 
I did kind of favor, or and I guess I still do favor the look of the bad guys. Uh, I will say in the adventures, the good guys did still win because as a kid, I always liked the hero, and I still do like the hero. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really have one that I can really, you know, verbalize uh, at this time, but. Uh, absolutely. I, as many figures as I had, and I still pretty much have all of them. I'm, I'm one of the lucky few, I guess, according to what Mike uh, said on our last podcast, that I still more or less have everything I had as a kid. Uh, as far as action figures go, I've sold some video games and stuff, but my mom never like sold a bunch, you know, the stuff whenever I left. Uh, so it's all still there at my house. And um, um, I had a ton of, of, of figures just across all those lines and uh it was a good time a great childhood okay super super okay well we're going to move on to the next question why manny seems to sort of disconnect uh because he seems to disappear and then reappear um so i don't know what's going on there maybe maybe he's doing his orco impersonation maybe so and it's but orco's magic never appear never seems to work correctly so <laughs> Um, unless he's doing it by accident, I don't know. Um, so Manny touched on that. Um, oh, here he comes. We'll try this, and then we'll get into the next question. Hold on, while I add to the call, and see if we can carry on going. I can't remember where he got to. Let's see if he remembers. Oh, you stopped disappearing, doing orco <laughs> tricks, as Brandon was saying. I think my uh, internet connection's throttling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for talking about He-Man instead of Thundercats. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Sorry so yeah, about this, Chris. No, it's okay. Uh, technology is wonderful whenever it decides to actually work. Um, so just carry on, Manny, your least favorite from each line. I think you'd done the vintage one, perhaps. Okay. Um, I didn't really collect the, the new adventures, as I mentioned, so I don't really have a least favorite from there. Um, the 2002, my least favorite would probably be King Hiss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because Brandon's least favorite from the vintage is King Hiss. Yeah, well, I mean, the the action feature, the way it transformed, was a little disappointing compared to the vintage line, so... Uh, and I didn't really dig the, the, the redesign, so mm -hmm. he didn't really look uh, very much like the vintage, so... Um, in the... What is it? The classics. Um, yeah. It would probably be. Can I choose three? <laughs> the Star Sisters. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. You could say the Star Sisters pack, which essentially yeah. is, uh, yeah, because it comes in one thing. Yeah. You could choose yeah. That. Let's just say that I haven't opened it yet. I haven't even opened the. <laughs> I am exactly package. the same. Mine is sitting here. I was like, I would. I actually listed it on eBay, and nobody bought it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I, it's probably because I have no uh, relationship with it from my childhood. So yeah. I, you know, it didn't show up in the cartoon, or it didn't have its own figures back then. So that's probably why. So okay. And what about the stacks? since you had some of them, what would be your least favorite from that? Um, I never really liked Snout Snout Spout, but you know that that'd probably be my least favorite. It's it's not that he wasn't a bad uh, Staction, It's just I really didn't. Um, Something about having an elephant head doesn't really uh, doesn't really uh, excite me, I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, mine from the Staxon line would be real blast because it just looks like Tom Selleck with lots of guns, <laughs> and I would probably agree with you there, Manny, on the classic line. And with 
uh, Brandon saying uh, King Hiss. I still have my uh, King Hiss mint on card, but uh, one of his arms has actually fallen off the snake skin, so it's actually down the bottom of the package somewhere, which is oh, just wow. Yeah, fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, okay, so um, Manny briefly touched on this, but Brandon, obviously we have a lot of different figures, a lot of different accessories. Uh, what would be your favourite accessory, you know, whether it be just plainly He-Man's power sword or um, like the different guns you could get with um, Roboto or Trap Jaws attachments? What would be your, your favourite um, accessory? The one that sticks out in my mind is uh, I don't know, I don't know if you would count this as an accessory or not the uh, the dragon blaster thing from Dragon Blaster Skeletor that's one of the Skeletors actually oh, yeah. I think that's the Skeletor that I had I don't remember if I had the original or not but that's one that uh, I thought was really cool again it was kind of similar to Snout Spout that you could shoot water out of it but uh, I thought that was really cool and it looked pretty awesome too just have a dragon sitting on your shoulder. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was great. That that's definitely the one that uh, stands out to me. Manny, would yours still be um, Keldora Swords or Skeletor Sword? Sorry, from the two thousand two line. Yeah, it would probably be the Keldor Keldor Swords. Um, I also like the Power Sword. Both designs. I know that the the two thousand two uh, Power Sword is not uh, a fan favorite, but I still dug the whole uh, techno twist to it. So. Um, I think all the swords basically in the line are my favorite. I I just have this. Uh, I really like swords. I'm a ninja person, so. <laughs> I was going to say because like both yourself and Brandon seem to like, He-Man, Thundercats, and Turtles, all of which involve a sword in one aspect or exactly. another. <laughs> is, is is that pretty much why you both kind of like those kind of shows? Yeah, I mean, I love sort of the the, the sort of woman, so that's probably why. Brown, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. I would say uh I I'd say it has something to do with it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um we're going to move on now to obviously Brandon you'll notice this once you start collecting 2002 line. Uh is that amount of variance? Uh, whether you had Mega Punch He-Man, uh, Battle Armor He-Man, Snake Hunter He-Man, Snake Armor He-Man, Ice Armor He-Man, Stealth Armor He-Man, just to name but a few. Um, so, Brandon, would variants be good or bad for the line? Obviously, 2002 had a lot of them, and hence why I kind of killed them, whereas Vintage only had like a very f- minimal, you know, like you maybe had about two or three drastically different but very cool like Skeletor and He-Man figures. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think some. I would. I would say some variants could work if you have you know two or three really good ones. But absolutely, the more variants of a figure that you add to a line or even repaints or what have you, uh, it waters down uh, the uh, offering. At least in the eyes of collectors, I think. Uh, I don't know if it bothers kids so much. I mean, you know, uh, kids. If they're if they're really into the line, it's going to be like, oh, cool, another He-Man, you know, yay! Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, from I mean, absolutely from a, from my perspective, uh, variants are just. Ugh. I mean, a couple of them are, are, are good. That's why I hope I, I really hope with the new Thundercats line, we don't get like seven different Lionos. We've already got a second one coming, uh, so uh, I really hope that we don't, you know, get Spirit star omen lion or something like that that, that 
that that comes. Uh, yeah. So I guess to answer your question, I'm okay with a, a, a few like moderate variants here and there, like maybe two or three at the most. But uh, you named all, you added off, I think seven or eight. And once you get to that point, it's just watering down the uh, the line. You could be spending that tooling dollar. Uh, to, you know, it, okay, sure, you can pump out you know four or five of the same figure with minimal tooling dollars. But why not just put that tooling dollar in you know the creativity into creating like one really new great figure and put that guy out there. Uh, I think that's, that's, uh, does more justice to the fans than, you know, insulting them with uh, multiple variants of a figure they've already got. Okay. Good answer. Uh, Manny, since, uh, you were collecting the 2002 line, uh, <laughs> did you collect the variants? Um, unfortunately or... I did. <laughs> yes. Um, how many of the variants are you actually missing? Um, very few. <laughs> Let's just say that I yeah. I got the worst ones. I got the Snake Country He Man one. I got that. Just I I call out the Gone Fishing He Man because it's just it just looks like he's about to go and catch some trout yeah. with that big net of his. I even have the one where it's the two pack. I think it was a Toys R Us exclusive one. I think there was a comic with it. Oh, oh the Wolf one. Yeah, that one's really bad too. <laughs> but of course, we all know about the spin spin blade. Um, oh yeah. You know, I know that variants uh, have a negative uh, vibe to it, but I think it just depends on how you look at it and how the company uh, utilizes variants. Uh, on one hand, you know, too many is could be a bad thing, but if too many of uh, if they create variants that are good variants, then I don't see a problem with it, you know, because with the the vintage line we had like great uh, variants like Thunder Punch and and Battle Armor, and I I didn't really mind any of those as long as they have uh their their designs are uh, useful, their their action features in 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 the case of the you know if they're for kids they're they're fun, but the ones the ones in the 2002 line just didn't really they they were just really bad you know the design the Mattel needed to really go back to the drawing board with all with all, all of the variants I mean I did like um, the snow the, which one was that the Ice Armor He-Man Ice Armor He-Man I really liked that one um, so it's not all bad it's just it just depends on how they you, you they use the variants yeah um, I think I enjoyed more the Snake Armor He-Man uh, but uh, over in Europe, we got like Trap and Smash Orco, which came like with a big mallet thing. Which yeah, is just, I got oh, that. Oh, <laughs> awful, awful. And then all the repaints. Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, obviously, um, with the likes of the vintage figures, we had mini comics. Uh, Brandon, what would you say about the mini comics? Are you glad that we're getting them back um, with the um, the classic line? Obviously, the first issue we're getting um, soon with Thunder Punch He-Man. Um, what are your thoughts on the mini comics? I think it's great that they're bringing those back. Uh, I have a lot of the vintage figures, and I don't. I guess that's odd. Like, I don't really have much recollection of the mini comics. So, uh, I I mean, I guess my figures came with them. Uh, that's kind of odd that I wouldn't remember, you know, much about the mini comics, but uh, I really don't have much memory of those. So, uh, from from like a, uh, I guess, 
from a childhood standpoint, I, it doesn't really affect me one way or the other. But as a vent, you know, as a collector now that appreciates more vintage uh, aspects of lines, even lines that I didn't collect, I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, I I don't know the budget uh, issue that they have for the uh, for the mini comics. From what I've heard, it doesn't sound like it's. Um, uh, it, it sounds like they're having to dig in deep to even get the three that they that they're going to include this year. But I really hope that they would that could be a continued part of uh, of the line since it was such a uh, such a, a, a cherished part of the of the vintage line from a lot of the He-Man collectors from uh, stuff that I've read over the years on the on the message boards. Uh, you know, I think it's great. Hopefully, they'll continue after the the issues that we're going to get this year. Okay, uh, Mane, what about yourself? I I like the mini comics coming um the the mini comics coming back um I like them because they push forward the bios I I know a lot of people don't like the way the bios are written and I think it's only because they have such a small space to fit all of the information but if they were to go beyond what they um I think it's four quarterly variants that are gonna um or the four quarterly figures are gonna be um having the the mini comics um if they were able to continue it i think it would be great because we don't really have any other media to to follow and i really do enjoy reading the bios not because they're written well because they're not but it's just (laughs) i just i just like enjoy uh, reading about i I, I like stories basically i want to know what's going to happen next and you know if you listen to the podcast the the thundercats now podcast i i'm always into the whole thundercats storyline the overall plot i i like how uh, how well it's written and all that stuff so yeah I, i definitely think it's a good idea uh if they were to continue the mini comics Okay. Wait, wait. Uh, I heard Manny mention something about bios. Uh, my personal favorite <laughs> one that uh, that I read was, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the guy's name now. Who's the the Titus? Yeah, his mm-hmm. bio. Uh, oh man, I love that one. That one sounded uh, brilliant. Like it was. Uh, t- sorry to steal a line from you, Chris. Uh, brilliant. Like it was written by uh, a, a fourth grade class as a as a project for the day. I yeah, mean, it was, it was just. A- uh, to do with the um, or the techno virus and him falling after building yeah, the, skull and the, like oh. the techno virus and the dinosaurs ran away or something like that. <laughs> it was yeah. just that was awful, awful. Oh. No, uh, some of them are quite bad. Some of them, you know, like you you read the likes of say, uh, Fisto's is just completely out of the two thousand two line. Um, uh, whose was it? Um, oh, Sorceress was saying that you know Tila was a clone, and you're like, oh, what are we entering Star Wars the Clone Wars now? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that uh, aspect I really don't don't, don't like the the whole cloning thing. I I, I know yeah. that the Fisto being the father of Tila wasn't a really good element from the 2002 line, but I think I would rather have that than having the whole cloning thing. Yeah. I would agree there, but uh, keep reading the bios, folks. Remember, that's what Toy Guru says, so, you know, Hulk Hogan tells you to eat your vitamins, so Toy Guru says keep reading the bios, so just keep reading them. Whether they make any sense or not is not up to me. 
Uh, okay, so moving on quickly. Um, obviously, with every 80s property comes a big slew of merchandise. Um, whether we still have some now or whether there's stuff that we've bought um, not too long ago. Uh, Manny, do you own any merchandise, whether it be Master Universe t-shirts, um, whether it be like the PlayStation 2 game that came out, or um, toothbrushes, things like that? Or is there anything else you own apart from figures uh, pertaining to Master of the Universe? Um, for the 2002 line, I have the original He-Man statue that came out in uh, San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, um, you know, aside from the Comic-Con exclusive He-Man, the, one, the very first one, the, the statue is probably one of my cherished uh, uh, collectibles. Uh, from the vintage line, I did have, um, I did have the bed sheets. <laughs> And then I also had uh, the I don't know if you know of them they're the wall plaques they it was like He-Man and um, I think yeah. we had He-Man Skeletor and Matted Arms um, on the on our walls when we were little so um, my aunt um, purchased it for us for Christmas so um, yeah um, I, I also think I I have um, I have a variety of T-shirts um, from now and also from when I was little so. Okay, uh, Brandon, what about you? Well, I have the uh, the BCI DVD sets uh, for the original Masters of the Universe show. I've got all those. I've got the first one for uh, New Adventures. I don't have Volume 2 for that. And I've got the complete run for the 2002 show. Apart from DVDs... Uh, strangely enough, I actually have the Castle Grayskull t-shirt shear that's on uh, stylingonline.com right now that you can get. Uh, that's pretty cool. I saw that and uh, decided to get it. It's a little small for what I would normally wear. It's like a, it's it's kind of a small or medium size than most other shirts, but uh, it's pretty cool. I, I break it out every once in a while. I've had it for a couple years. Definitely one of my favorite t-shirts. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I have like a couple of t-shirts, like uh, an Orca one, uh, blue, uh, I have the Par one, um, there is a, a great site over here in the UK called truffleshuffle.co.uk, obviously to do with the Goonies, you know, with that truffle shuffle thing, but they do a lot yeah. of t-shirts, um, but um, they um, do a lot of Master Universe stuff there. Uh, yeah, I have, uh, have a couple other things, like uh, some toothbrushes, I'm not as obsessed with going out and getting the bubble bath and keeping that all um, safe and stuff but um, regardless of that uh, okay so with the vintage line we had the unique action feature such as Dragon Blaster Skeletor spinning water uh, Cyclone spinning and the battle armor so Brandon what would be your favorite action feature would it be I know you're a big fan of Mossman and Snipes but would it be one of those two or would it be something uh, different altogether uh, yeah, the spitting water thing was great because then that actually kind of engages more. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's it, that's actually the uh, one of the closest things I guess we got to a, um, uh, to at least for the figures I had as a projectile uh, that uh, that you could you know play with say oh, well I say safely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean it, I, I don't know There's something with this with uh, the dragon blaster from the Skeletor and uh, the snout spout feature that's just always stuck out of my head growing up over the years is something that I really enjoyed as an action feature so I'd say that's definitely my favorite one 
Okay, Manny? Of course I'm going to say the Thunder Punch He-Man action feature. <laughs> but, you um, surprise me. <laughs> um, I also thought that the, the, the Cobra Con, the spitting water thing was pretty cool. Because I would do that. Uh, my brother had the Cobra Con and he would always uh, spray water on me when he got mad at me. So... <laughs> 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 but I also like the the battle armor He-Man as well. Uh, those were pretty cool. Okay. Um, we've talked about variants, if they're good or bad. Now, obviously, with the likes of, say, San Diego Comic-Con comes exclusives. And then in a certain other places, like, uh, say, like Paracon, they'll be uh, selling the Temple of Darkness Sorcerers. So, Manny, do you think exclusive is a good or a bad idea? And I already know the answer, but I'll ask the question anyway. Is <laughs> What is your most cherished exclusive? Um, it's probably a tie between the, the He-Man statue and mm-hmm, yeah. and the first Comic-Con um, He-Man. You can break exclusive. that tie, Manny, and, and uh, sell me your Comic-Con exclusive He-Man. That way you'll only have one. Um, sell? I would have said give instead. <laughs> Not on your life, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, I know a lot of people don't like exclusives, but it's just, I think they're really cool, especially with the way that they've been doing it in, recently, where they just changed the packaging where, you know, Marlena is um, is in the spacesuit or in her uh, royal gown. So I, I, I kind of like that type of exclusive in that since none of the fans are um, missing out on any of the figures that are exclusive so so in that case yeah the exclusives are good uh, Brandon I have Is your favorite made... exclusive uh, Manny's uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive He-Man it, that you'll yeah, get? I guess that would be it since I, I I don't have his yet I'm still trying to wrangle him <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, I don't have a, a Comic Con exclusive so I don't really have a favorite one and I'm going to take the opposite approach from Manny I don't really like exclusives uh, for a couple reasons one um, the the uh, reason that we always get from uh, Scott Toy Guru is that oh well we have to reward the most hardcore of loyal fans for coming out to the convention of conventions and uh, spending their their money on a trip out here and you know devoting their time to come out here. Um, well, okay, you're rewarding like five percent of your fan base, maybe at that. I don't know. I, I don't. If I'm off on that, you know, it's Brandon at. Thundercastnow.com, you send me hate mail. It's uh, <laughs> great. A five, five, you know, five percent, ten percent, whatever. And at the same time, you're, you know, giving the fu to the rest of the ninety percent of your fan base who, a, one, either can't afford to make it out there, or two, don't think it's logical to fly out to a, a convention. Logistically, one, so that is impossible, though. Or, or yeah, or it's impossible. One single convention. Out of you know, it would be a different story if it was like multiple conventions, like one that was kind of more local to everyone. If there was like, if they picked five conventions and were like, we'll have this exclusive at these five conventions, you know, or ten conventions, whatever. But just to have it at at one single one, one time out of the year, um, it, it's 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 really given like a uh the middle finger to to rest of the fan base and the other the other thing that i don't really like about it is you know out of the people that buy the 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 exclusive at the at the convention what's the percentage of the people that are actually fans versus scalpers 
uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that it's that it's. I, I mean, I think there's probably more than 50% that are out there that are probably fans. I mean, I would say probably 60 to 75%, maybe 80% that buy these ex- convention exclusives are fans. But, I mean, it's no coincidence that as soon as, like, um, the uh, whatever the convention exclusive is going to be for this year's Comic-Con, the, the very day that Comic-Con opens, you're going to have 15 listings for that, or maybe not fifteen, like ten listings for that figure on eBay, for three hundred dollars, and the person yeah. paid twenty dollars for it. You know, that I mean that that's another thing. I mean, it's just a money making, uh, you know, scheme for scalpers. I don't really see the positives of of a convention exclusive outweighing the negatives for it. It really it pisses off so many more people than it makes happy, and to me, that's just not what your company should be about you know again if you if it was more widely available throughout the year if it was if it was more available than just at this one single convention you know i might could could uh be a little less enthusiastic about my dis- dislike for convention exclusives but since that if since that's the case and it's not just mattel hasbro does it uh you know Sideshow Collectibles does it. Uh, Toys R Us has exclusive. You know, I'll, I'll give Toys R Us credit. They at least made their exclusive ex- exclusives available to purchase on their website that other companies had through them. But you know, just about every every toy company out there has exclusives at one convention or another. I'll point out Playmates had exclusives that people didn't even know about until they started showing up on eBay and reviews with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line that just came out this year. That yeah, I get their intent for Toy Fair. Uh, I guess that's not really convention, so I don't know if you can count that. But again, that's an ex- that's an exclusive that collectors are going to want. Now, what do you got? Okay, if you if you couldn't afford the four hundred dollar plane ticket, or sorry, the four hundred dollar hotel fee, plus the one hundred fifty dollar plane ticket for me, uh, you know, for you, Chris, it might even be more from where you're from. Yes, to, it's a lot more for two for two days. You know, uh, okay, well then you're going to have to pay six hundred dollars for one on eBay. You know, it's just I, it just it, it it caters to too few people and it screws too many people for me to be happy about it. Okay, okay. Well, that question I wrote. This one's going to be uber fun. Is uh, Matty Collector? Uh, is Matty Collector good for bringing back He-Man? But could a different company handle the Masters of the Universe classic sh- shipping better? I think I'll go to Brandon for this. Um, uh, you may want to get comfortable, folks. I think um, this no, is no. Let's be fun. let's go. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Manny. Manny on this one first. <laughs> okay, let's go to Manny. Well, Brandon um, thinks of a lot of stuff. Uh, Manny, uh, what are your thoughts on Manny Collector and uh, the way we're dealt with as customers and stuff? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Manny Collector gets a lot of negative of uh, a lot of negative vibes from from the fans and collectors in general but i mean without maddie collector we're not gonna have he-man and i you know i don't think any other company could do it better i think it's it's not necessarily mattel that we we were pointing fingers at i think it's more of digital river and i think mattel mattel has you know we blame Mattel for using Digital River, but it's not necessarily their fault for you know the bad customer service and you know the shipping and all the craziness that we're, we're we have to we encounter when we want to give them our money. So <laughs> it's just I, I think it's 
it's just poorly managed but uh, on the other hand you know me Brandon and I we we deal with Thundercats and we deal with Bandai because they're the ones uh, creating the Thundercats toys and there's big difference between the uh, Mattel and and Bandai and granted Bandai you know in America is a lot uh, smaller company compared to Mattel but they don't have somebody like Toy Guru like Scott Knightlick and um, to to um, to talk about the the status of the toy line and you know have these these cool blogs about uh, behind the scenes um talking about how each of the figures got created and all that. We don't have four, the Four Horsemen. And I think in that sense, Mattel did a fantastic job trying to trying to bring um, um, Masters of the Universe back. And it's for the collectors. It's not in stores. And I know as much as uh, people want it to be a mass retail uh, line, I prefer it to be an online exclusive um toy line uh, regardless of how much it is i know it's really expensive but if you if you think about it the the eight well the eight inch uh uh canceled thundercats classic line was twenty dollars at toys r us so technically it's almost the, the same same price as what we're paying for the the classics line and it's way the quality is way better so it's just in that sense i think it's it's a great thing, Digital Rivers thumbs thumb down, but you know, Mattel thumbs up. So uh, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, my uh, mine's going to be kind of positive for uh, Maddie Collector. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying, you know, I I would not want Scott's job. I really wouldn't because um, that guy puts himself out f- in front of the fans month after month, and he continues to get you know criticism some of it justified but some of the stuff that i've seen criticism for it just makes me scratch my head and and you know wonder what the expectations for some of these people are uh you know i i'm i'm going to use mattel as a comparison like uh manny mentioned you know they're the most fan friendly toy company that's out there in terms of the uh like ma- like mass retail toys i don't i don't really have a lot of a uh, experience with sideshow collectibles i mean uh they seem to be pretty good too but i mean you look at hasbro they they do have a question and answer session similar to what mattel's does what to what mattel does but i think they do theirs like once a quarter maybe even maybe even like twice a year if that and it's through like one website i think uh the the or at least the only one that i've uh the gi joe website that i've looked at whereas mattel they give like five they, they you know I want to say like 15 to 20 different websites can get in on this Q&A thing or, or are in it now on this Q&A thing. It's five questions per website and it's every single month. you know. And not only that, as much as fans have hated the fact that you know stuff has gotten revealed to the point to where nothing can be changed for the most part, they have went back and made some fan-demanded changes on some figures. Uh, they haven't always. They haven't always given in, but they. But you know, uh, I want to point to Mossman's ears, as you know, how big of a freaking deal is that? To be honest with you, uh, you know, the 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 ears. We're talking about you know what 0.5 percent of the area of this toy bothers you for some reason. Okay, the, you know what they 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 uh, they actually did the the fans 
a favor and they produce flocked and unflocked. Uh, now, they're not without their faults. Uh, some of what I, some of one of the one of uh, what I just discussed last uh, question, the convention exclusives. I don't really like that. Uh, Digital River, I've actually not had any bad experience. I guess I'm one of the few uh, people that had. Uh, <laughs> I had my subscription canceled this year because of a credit card issue, which they actually spoke about on He-Man.org. I called them up. They were very nice and fr uh, friendly. You know, they were like, "Okay, we'll get this corrected right away." Uh, the, you know, I want to say a couple of days later, or it might even been the next day, because I'm really bad at checking my email. They had an email with a link to it. To where I could go into the link and pay to, I mean, not extra. I mean, I could like say I want all of this as part of, as part of my subscription to basically re-sign up for it again. Uh, so I, I honestly haven't had any issues with Digital River. I haven't had to change my address. I haven't had to change my credit card yet. Uh, so that you know that may come, but at the end of the day, you know, honestly, as as Manny said it best. Without Maddie Collector, without this being a web uh, exclusive line, you guys wouldn't have He-Man. I don't think. Anyways, um, they, you know, I think they're. I mean, <laughs> it seems like they're still reeling from how 2002 was canceled, uh, just from the mistakes that they made at retail. They tried again with the two-pack with DC Universe uh, last year and the year before. I think uh, those didn't sell as well as I as they expected. I think so. Honestly, I don't really know what the answer is to get He-Man to retail. Uh, but Man Manny pointed out, you know, yes, it is ex expensive as far as doing it as a web-only line, but you're guaranteed to get the figures that you want if you're in the subscription. If you're not, uh, they've kind of gotten better. You know, early on, if you didn't have the subscription or for it was a figure that wasn't in the subscription, you know, <laughs> I'll point to Moss Man. That guy sold out like blaze lightning i mean you, you had like a minute to hopefully try to get checked out you know those days are gone now so if you're if you are someone who doesn't have a subscription but you want to go online day of sale to get your figure more likely than not from the from the times i've seen the figures have been available unless you're sleeping under a rock from you know 12 to 9 p.m uh you're probably going to get your figure that you want so at the end of the day i i think the the positives for maddie collector and the way mattel has done uh, the Masters of the Universe line for me outweigh the negatives. Can they fix some stuff? Yes, but they seem to have an attitude where they're going to tr they're they're trying to fix whatever they possibly can to to make the fans happy. Some things they can't fix, but they seem to be you know very uh, open and honest as far as their as as far as their dialogue is concerned, as honest as they can be. And I you know I'm I'm happy overall with uh, with the, the the classics line. Uh, I don't really have any major complaints other than ones that I outline before okay sorry to disappoint you chris <laughs> yeah you did you did but uh yeah just uh stay tuned to master universe q a for us myself and mike lacy talking about digital river and probably some ongoings that you know always seem to happen uh but i thank mattel for bringing back master universe classics but it's just a case of you know we can't pre-order things we can't do this we can't do that we can't do this and they're like just get rid of Digital River. I've never known a website to have such bad 
ways of handling traffic in all my life but regardless uh, okay so we've talked about exclusives um, I'm sure you're probably both familiar with chase figures in the 2002 line we had some chase figures like Orco was a different color uh, there was a little part of Fisto's belt that was blue there was He-Man and Skeletor that were reverse colors um, do you think do you actually try to collect chase figures um, or are they uh, just a big waste of money since they go for some incredible money on eBay? Um, Brandon, what about you? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm one of those completest suckers that I can't overlook something just being a repaint of another figure. So I do collect the Chase figures. Uh, unfortunately, I seem to be on the bad end of of those in that I'm never the lucky guy who just happens to stumble upon one at a store and be able to pick it up and like later find out, oh, this guy was only packed one to, you know, 300 cases. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, man, I should have got the other four that were on the peg. Uh, no, I, yeah, I'm always, usually, I usually have to buy mine on eBay. Uh, I, again, I don't really care. I don't care for chase figures the same way that I don't care for convention exclusives, but I know some of those are factory errors, uh, which I think is the case. Um, for, I'll, I'll point out a Thundercats uh, figure, the the Groon uh, deluxe figure that has the Thundercats symbol. I don't know if that was the factory error. Uh, Bandai's never really been, you know, straightforward to say was it a factory error or was it a Chase variant, you know, one or the other um, that I've read, anyways. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, really, that just makes money for the people that like to scalp things. So uh, I do think they're, I definitely think they're overpriced, but. Uh, to, I think I think you know several things drive that uh, availability, and then uh, eBay doesn't help things. So at the end of the day, I don't really care so much for Chase figures, uh, mostly because I, I can never seem to be the lucky one that finds them in the stores, and I always have to shell out a bunch of money for them on eBay. Well, I was I was lucky enough to get a. Um on the 2002 line I was lucky enough to get a package Beastman that had a Merman name card for say about eight or nine dollars on eBay nice so uh, I was I was just typing in Master Universe and away I went and looked at that and I went hold on a minute here that's not Merman off we go and won it and that's the only time I've ever won something like that um, for ridiculously cheap um, I did have a story where I won uh, a Keldor from Himan.org, but my parents had also got me one for Christmas, so I got two Keldors. Um, so I was able enough to trade one for a Faker, which was a Toy Fair exclusive. Uh, just uh, wow, <laughs> just, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Manny, what is your thoughts on uh, Chase figures? I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really. Um... I think they're pointless. I I don't like the fact... I mean, if it's supposed to be a kid's line, then, you know, make them for kids. Don't have those type of things in, in the line. Um, you know, I, I'm a completist as well, but not to that point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not really a, a big fan of them. I, I, I wanted to ask you, Chris, because I'm not really familiar with all the chase figures that were in 2002. I did get... <laughs> God, uh, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I did have a, a merman. I have I had two mermans, but one had a, a different. I think it was a different color belt. Yeah, uh, kind of his eyes look a bit weird. Um, 
I would have to check it back. I have. I would okay. have to check again, but um, I, I don't know if there was a Chase Merman because I, I, I probably have one. I just there's either... two. There's like a repaint of Merman, the same way there was a repaint of Trapjaw. Uh huh. Um, there was a Chase Whiplash that his. Oh right, sorry, Brandon. This will probably take a minute or two, <laughs> and I'm not even. I'm not even joking. There's a Chase Whiplash that his weapon was a different color. There was a Chase Mechanic that his goggles were a different colour. There was a Chase Manifaces because his uh, missile was a different colour. There was a Chase Buzz Off because he had a smile. There was a Chase Orco but only in Europe because he was pink instead of red. And obviously there was a He-Man, Skeletor, Fisto. Pretty much everyone had a, had a, a Chase figure. And I think that's all I can... I can't, can't really remember. I do have an article from Lee's Toy Review that I, what I'll try and do is I'll try and scan in for you, Manny, and send it to you. Um, it'll have, like, all the list of all the figures from the 2002 line. Um, and I'll see if I can scan that in and send it off to you, so that way you'll know that's the Chase 1 or that's not the Chase 1. No doubt people are saying there's other ones, but they're all the ones that I can remember from the top of my... Uh, oh, and Ramman because he had uh, silver, silver shoulder pads and one, and then bronze silver pads and another. Uh, you're making me not want to collect 2002 line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because with you being a completist, Brandon, that'll take a lot of time and effort for you. Um, and and money. Yes, exactly. I'll yeah. see. I'll see this one on eBay, and it's like I, I I shouldn't get this, but I can't not bid on it. Click. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and then it comes in like this is only different because his weapon is a different color. But it's just some of them were like the the buzz off one. I just found by accident. His belt is a different color. His belt is more like a goldy color, but he's got like a smile on his face. Uh, once I'm scanning that scan to Manny, I'll send it to you as well, Brandon. So uh, awesome. you have a li- you have a list of what you have to actually collect. <laughs> Start okay, your money. Yes, in, indeed. Um, so obviously, with the cartoons, um, we had the Filmation He-Man, and we had the 2002 show. Obviously, we weren't really big into the new adventures. So, um, would you have like a, a favorite memory, Manny, of sitting down to watch the Filmation cartoon? And do you remember what it was like to sit down um, and watch the beginning, the three-parter, um, to do with the 2002 show? Um. Watching the Filmation cartoon, I don't really have a specific memory. I just remember uh, that was my reason for waking up in the morning, because uh, <laughs> you know I had to get to school in the morning, early in the morning, and you know my only reason to get up earlier than I had to was to go watch. Um, we had in the in the United States a uh, USA Network, and they had a like a little block called uh, Cartoon Express and that's where I was able to watch um, He-Man and, um, and you know Masters of the Universe and so you know every morning me and my brother we would be eating cereal and we would just be watching that um, there were times where I think it was uh, it was shown at night and more specifically I believe it was the secret uh, the secret of the sword uh, where uh, it was on a special time and that part that that was when you know me and my brother would just sit down and we would watch it that was you know the first time we saw Shira and all that stuff so that was a really good memory for me um as for and the MYP series <laughs> don't hate me Kay 
the first time I watched it was at the Comic Con where everybody had the sneak peek uh, for the. Th- I think it was a three parter. Um, <laughs> You're never ever appearing in this podcast again. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> You're in a, you're in this big room with all of these fans that grew up with He-Man, and the moment you see uh, Keldor and you know the uh, the young Man at Arms, and you know they're fighting in that first scene, everybody was cheering and you know screaming their lungs out. It was just so exciting. It was you know, and I and I brought my my cousin who at the time was, I was probably, uh, I'm aging myself, but you know. I was probably 18 or 19 and and my cousin was probably uh 10 or 11 years old probably 9 or 10. He and he, you know, he had older brothers and he knew of He-Man, but this was the first time that uh he heard that He-Man was coming back and this this cartoon, you know, he he watched it with me and he was blown away. He really loved it. He was he also watched MYP uh uh the 2002 series as well um, when it was on air on Cartoon Network so you know it was just you know being able to be the one of the first people to see the cartoon uh, was an amazing experience and you know I wanted to do that with the new Thundercats but you know Comic-Con sucks so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brandon what about yourself? Uh, Again I I don't have a specific uh, episode uh, for the vintage uh, cartoon but uh the filmation cartoon but i do recall waking up in the morning similar to manny uh i would sit in front of the tv i do the thing that i do recall is i had this table that was like a sesame street table uh as a kid and it had like one of the i thought it was like big berg oscar something uh that like each of the four like legs was a character and that was my table that i sat and ate at you know as a kid growing up so i do remember like my mom fixing me like oatmeal or uh, cereal, stuff like that in the mornings while I was eating, uh, getting ready to go to school and watching uh, a couple of episodes of the cartoons, uh, Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, uh, <clears throat> being the two more prominent ones. And then my mom would also, uh, she would record uh, the cartoons that I liked. Uh, we f- you know, found out what time they were on, so uh, those two got recorded. Uh, Transformers got recorded. Several other like obs- more obscure cartoons, like that I do recall watching. Uh, in Humanoids was another one uh, that I uh, watched uh, f- whenever it got whenever it just happened to catch it uh, on the on the recording that day. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I had it, it's it, it is kind of all like melded together. But I do recall. Um, watching uh, He-Man growing up as a kid and that whole swords and sorcery thing got uh, played out a lot uh, on the playgrounds too so it, it permeated not just uh, not you know it wasn't just something that I watched and then forgot about the rest of the day no like all those cartoons sort of filled my imagination through the day and you know either either doodling something on a page at school or going out and reenacting something that we saw on the cartoons that day with my friends on the playground you know we would kind of rough each other up uh, a bit you know kind of trying to reenact uh, the battles and stuff from or in the adventures from the show but it was something that we that we lived it wasn't just something that we watched on TV and it was just just a cool show or a cool action figure you know whenever we got home I 
I would watch the shows while I would play with my toys after you know getting my schoolwork done. So again, I don't really have a specific memory of uh, Masters of the Universe, but that all like I, I do recall that being a part of the block of the shows that uh, I watched and enjoyed growing up as a kid on uh, in the mornings before I went to school. Okay, uh, last question for you both. Obviously, Thundercats is a big part of your life, um, with you both doing Thundercats Now podcast, being part of ThundercatsNow.com. Um, but Manny, how important is He-Man to you with Thundercats being, obviously, the way you channel you know, your podcast and website? How important is He-Man to you? Oh, He-Man is a huge part of my life, you know, even when I was a child and, and currently. You know, I, I've been a... I've been uh, 10 years, I've been uh, with, with He-Man.org for 10 years, a, a forum member, um, and I think I was one of the first few to report uh, at Comic-Con and then post pictures on, on He-Man.org. I think it was 2001 when I first uh, joined, so it, it, you know, it's been a long time. I, I've collected a lot of the toys, and I've also met a lot of people on, on the in the online community, so and you know i'm not sure if you're you're familiar with the story but i you know uh, a group of 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 people from heman.org helped including myself helped uh, found thundercatslair.org so it, we we're all connected heman and thundercats for myself is uh, is linked together for me so it's just uh, it, it's a whole you, it's a nostalgia thing for me, but it's also been a big uh, impact on, on my life, uh, you know, currently. So, uh, I, and you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I also help with the the PowerCon and the ThunderCon in in relationship to the ThunderCats part. So I also help Val with that, and you know, the rest of the the, the committee. So it's it's really fun. It's exciting to be able to. Uh, to share your experience with other fans so it's a it's a great thing basically so okay sweet uh, Brandon what about yourself uh, if you had asked me that question before 2008 I would have said probably zero zero part of uh, of my life that's when I happened to uh, discover uh, I don't even remember how I, how it happened I was looking online at something one day uh I had frequented Henan.org for a while, and I want to say that I just happened to have popped on there one day whenever I saw a, a review of the Masters of the Universe classics, maybe from Pixel Dan uh, or something. Uh, and that's when I found out about the classics, um, the classics line. So I saw, you know, kind of saw what figures they had. That it was a subscription service that you could get figures day of. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have all the figures like Manny. I started with Web Store. That was the first uh, one that I got, but. It, as soon as I got him, I was hooked. So it's like, okay, as soon as they have the subscription service, I want to sign up for a sub. Um, so I signed up for the subscription. Uh, every year that they've had it, uh, the full year subscription, so I want to say 2009, 2010, and 2011, I've had a sub subscription. Uh, within that time, I bought the, uh, the 2002 BCI DVDs and have uh, off and on been watching those. Again, so that has rekindled a lot of my childhood, and that has 
it the I would say the the part of my life that it is it's growing. It's not as big as Thundercats. That's always been um, what I've held as the gold standard for uh, cartoons and action figures, both as a kid and um, as an adult growing up. But uh, it, it, ever since my rediscovery of the classics line, the Masters of the Universe, it, I, I've really like fallen in love with a lot of what they uh, are doing now and a lot of the stuff that they did in the vintage uh, figure line, being able to research it on He-Man.org and other websites. Uh, so it's it's great. It's fantastic. I really, really hope that it goes to the next level and there's like <clears throat> possibly a new show or something like that for the, the 30th anniversary. Uh, I'm not saying that there is, uh, you know, but I think it would be good to have an, a new He-Man show to, to, to come out or some sort of new medium other than just the classics uh, figures. Those are those are great, but uh, it would be good uh, to be able to, to actually watch another He-Man show since I missed 2002 whenever uh, – I didn't watch that show whenever it came out, so to be able to watch a new show like we're able to watch Thundercats now for He-Man would be great, I think. So um, it's getting there; it's it's growing. Uh, a new show would go a long way towards making it even better. Okay, fantastic. Okay, guys. Well, that's basically it. Um, thank you both very much for coming on the show, uh, Manny. Just um, thanks very much for inviting me onto your podcast. First of all. Um, that's how the kind of whole friendship thing kind of began. Obviously, we're uh, quite good pals on Twitter. Um, so just thanks for coming on. Um, if there's anything, which I'm sure will be Thundercats related, but don't forget to leave Brandon something to promote. So um, <laughs> if there's anything you would like to promote, the floor is yours, sir. And thanks once again. Oh, thank you for inviting us on to your podcast as well, Chris. Um, it's been really fun. You know, He-Man's been a... a as like like I said, it's been a big part of my life. So um, it's it's just fun chatting about everything Thundercats and He Man. So um, you can find myself and Brandon and Celesta, who also works with us on Thundercats Now. Uh, you can find us on on ThundercatsNow dot com. Uh, we also have a a Twitter page. Uh, you uh, follow us on Thundercats Now or at Thundercats Now and Brandon, you can go ahead and um, uh, promote the the podcast if you'd like. Oh yeah, definitely uh, check out our podcasts. Um, we have a blast talking about Thundercats, uh, the toys, the uh, the shows. Uh, kind of, it's not all positive too. So I mean, if you kind of like controversy, uh, and I think they're right down your alley. So uh, check out the podcast. Uh, you can find them on iTunes. Uh, rate us, give us feedback. Uh, we enjoy reading that kind of stuff, even if it is to tell us that we suck um, <laughs> and um, you can also uh, access us on Google Plus and uh, Facebook uh, Thundercats now uh, we have a I, I personally try to respond uh, to a lot of stuff on on the Facebook page so um, we're trying to make ourselves the most accessible Thundercats uh, fan fan related uh, I want to say website or entity that's out there so you know uh, any one of those areas that you're in reach out to us uh, just to let you know, guys, obviously, that uh, on iTunes in America is different from the one in the UK. You did get a positive review from somebody on the 26th of August uh, that said about a fantastic podcast that you get from three knowledgeable about Thundercats. Passion and fun make this a great blend. Hope this podcast runs longer than the Thundercats Lair one. Thanks for entertaining me, folks. And that was by an anonymous... Oh, no, it was by Vinto Man on the 26th of August, 2011. <laughs> I just thought I would throw that out there. Yeah. Oh. 
thanks um, very much for that, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well, uh, that, that was before we kind of got to know each other, but I've always had enjoyment listening to the Thundercats podcast. You, uh, the three of you all do a great job. It was episode 13 where Mike and I um, um, joined the guys to talk about Thundercats and He-Man. Um, so, Manny, Brandon, thanks once again. Uh, thank you for inviting. I, I, I forgot to say that earlier. Thank you, Chris. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege. Uh, it was an honor and a privilege to have you on our show. You're a funny guy, man. I had a blast talking about Thundercats, and I had just as big of a time talking about He-Man today. Great. Super. Okay. Well, that was uh, Manny and Brandon from Thundercats Now. Um, obviously, make sure you check all their good stuff out. Um, we'll have the links there on the uh, iTunes and Podbean um feeds there as well um, just thanks to them for coming on talking about He-Man the Master Universe their favourite stuff their not so favourite stuff and obviously we find out that Brandon loves exclusives so uh, if you're passing a, an exclusive place and uh, you want to get something get it for Brandon because he'll appreciate it <laughs> um, so thanks again once for listening and uh, until next time let the power return return